Welcome to the Inspired Teacher's Guide podcast. We are Kim Wilkins and Laura Woldridge, just two teachers trying to podcast. We are so glad that you've joined us. Welcome back, everybody. Hey, everybody. Happy holidays. Yeah. Thanksgiving, Christmas, <laughs> all the things. Favorite time of year. It is mine, too. Um, last week, we addressed a current, very current topic in education, mm-hmm. the co-taught classroom with our guest. Jade. Yes. Mm-hmm. Jade McDaniel. Our plan is to explore this topic some more in some upcoming episodes. What was something that stood out to you, Laura? Well, I think Jade brought up some great points. One that stuck out to me was even the small things matter um, to communicate, to be very open with communication. She mentioned the air temperature. Mm-hmm. And I was just thinking of other things that might might frustrate one or the other and like even arrangement of the classroom organization organization might be frustrating or just if if you start to feel like I am doing more than you are that we need to be communicating with each other yes and so I think if you're if you are if you are co-teaching with your partner teacher even if you've been doing it in the past to say okay we're starting a new year let's let's Think about what's worked well and what needs to be improved and be open about communication. Yes, I think that's a big thing. Also, planning. Planning is together. Mm -hmm. And you can't rely on your co-teacher to do all the planning and you can't do all the planning. That needs to be done together. And the other thing that Jade said was play to your strengths. Yeah. So if you know you're really good, Laura, at teaching writing, but I'm really good at teaching phonics, mm-hmm. then those are, you need to teach that part and I need to support and I'll teach my part and you support. So you could take the lead in one part of the lesson and I can take a part of the other part of the lesson, but still we are actively engaged at the same time. Uh, yes. yes. So we're both circulating around the room. That's right. Meeting all kids' needs. Mm-hmm. And really the kids should not they shouldn't really be able to tell the difference about who the co-teacher is. That's right. Yeah. Um, So I'm excited. We have a great guest coming up um, scheduled for mid-December who is going to take us um, on a deeper dive of co-teaching. I'm excited about that. Oh yeah. Get ready. You'll love her and you will love the information. She's a a, kind of a local expert in our state. And that is exciting. So we'll highlight her knowledge and learn from her. Well, we have another guest today. Oh, I'm so excited about this guest. I am super pumped about this guest. All right. We have another guest today to help us think through being a new parent mm-hmm. and teaching. This guest is pretty special to me. All right. To help us learn about this topic, our guest is Lexi Mitchell. Lexi Mitchell. Welcome to the podcast, Lexi. Thank yes. you. I'm so, so she happens to be visiting with me this week mm-hmm. because she's my favorite teacher in the whole world. She also happens to be my daughter-in-law and the mother of my precious grandson, River. Yay. Thank you, Lexi, for joining us. I have heard 
so many stories and you have actually, I don't know if you know it, but your videos of some of your teaching have helped my college students learn how to teach some phonics and some SEL stuff. So super Great. excited to meet you and learn from you. All right, Lexi, why don't you share your background and experience with our listeners? Okay. Well, I'm Lexi Mitchell, and um, I went to Arkansas State University. Um, I started, um, well, got my bachelor's in early childhood education, minored in family studies, and then started teaching second grade right out of college. And then now I'm in Northwest Arkansas um, teaching kindergarten. Um, I was a lead team leader, um, and then lots of PD under my belt. So. Mm -hmm. What's been some of your favorite PD that you've done? Probably all the rise and mm -hmm. literacy based, um, science of reading. Um, I'm kind of a nerd in that, in that realm. As my <laughs> mother <was>. Yes. So, <laughs> it's like destiny that you're matching. Dyslexia as well. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, when I met David, that kind of rose to be more of an interest of mine. So yeah. all of that mixed together, I think are some of the experts from the co-op too, from Northwest Arkansas area. Mm -hmm. I really just try and suck in all the mm -hmm. things they know. So, um, we have a really great back to school conference that um, some Springs district puts on and they have some really great guest speakers and PD that they, they have. So I always, I think I'm one of the few that look forward to that. Every year. <laughs> that would be Lauren. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. We'd be there with our new notebooks we, ready to go. Yeah. Yes, would be. I'm always like, guys, I can't sit with you because I've got to focus. So it's all my friends. And then I sit a couple seats away so I can stay focused. <laughs> okay. So is, is Amy, is that one? Amy is. Okay. So do you know Amy Gordon? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yes. She loves Amy. Oh, ma'am. We do. Yeah. yeah. Um, so we're going to talk a little bit today. Uh, like I said, Lexi's the mother of my grandson, River, mm -hmm. who's nine months old. And, you know, that's a, that's a hard thing to maneuver as a, an educator because unlike some jobs that you have, teaching is a profession that becomes a part of you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And we tend to carry it with us in and out of the mm -hmm. classroom and home and back again and through the summer. And mm -hmm. it, it really becomes a part of who we are. Absolutely. As it should, I think, mm -hmm. because we have the lives of children in our hands. Yeah. But Lexi um, did a great job balancing all of that through her early pregnancy and through being off. And so I thought we'd have her on today to talk to us about mm -hmm. kind of how she managed all that. Yeah. I think this will be an in interesting in uh, podcast just for us to listen to. But then definitely if you have any teachers in your building that are pregnant or just had a baby, this will be very good for you to share with them, I think. I think so too. Yeah. I think so too. And as an administrator too, to think about how to support those mm, women who are think about that having, you know, because if you're like my age, <laughs> I've forgotten a mm -hmm. lot of a lot of things. Yeah, that, how you just how you feel. I mean, you always remember being pregnant. It's the most wonderful thing in the world. But um, there are a lot of things you just kind of you forget yeah. over time. This morning, I was telling my own personal children that we were doing this podcast and they were kind of confused because they were like, you had babies, you know, and I yeah. said, but it's been a long time since I've yeah. had babies. So yeah. it's has changed a lot. Yeah, that's true. Mm -hmm. Since, since you and I first started oh, yeah. teaching, nothing was online then. No, yeah. nothing was online. 
I just thought of a question for you, Lexi. Yeah. Um, how did you tell your students that you were pregnant? Or when you saw them, were you visibly pregnant? Or? Yeah. Okay. So um, I was due in February. Okay. So my first trimester was throughout the summer. So I started school a little bit visually pregnant. Uh-huh. And I held off for a while because I didn't bring in like that social emotional, you know, thought base. I didn't want them stressing or worrying about their teacher being gone. Mm-hmm. Um, so I held off okay. for quite a while. I want to say it was like December before I told them. So a lot of them were like asking or like curious, mm-hmm. you know, especially the little girls. You know? Oh, yes. I mean, I would just be like, maybe, mm-hmm. you know. And so finally I read them um, a story and then um, I said, why do you think Mrs. Mitchell would read you this? You know, um, and they guessed, they knew. And mm-hmm. then they were all saying how they hoped it was a boy. And I said, well, it is a boy. And then we talked about some names that they would like, you know. And that's and, sweet. Um, See, she's mm-hmm. wonderful. She is wonderful. And the names were just so precious, just <laughs> off the wall. Yeah. You know, and then that was about it. Mm-hmm. You know, I think it's so funny. You see the videos of like when my admin walks in and we're like telling like um, if it's a girl or a boy, <laughs> some, you know, women that are pregnant. Class. Yeah. But I didn't do anything crazy like mm-hmm. that. We just talked about it after a story. Yeah. So I remember I was teaching third grade when I was pregnant with Luke and they Luke was going to be born the next October. So those students, you know, wouldn't be around. Or, yeah. Well, actually they would because they were looping. Mm-hmm. But anyway, um, I took them to the carpet and read my teacher is having a baby. Mm-hmm. That sweet little book um, that you can find just about anywhere. But I remember reading it and Carson Christopher Oaks, I remember him at the back of the carpet. He said, that's why you've been eating peppermints. <laughs> if I didn't have something in my mouth, I would feel like I was going to throw up. So oh, I was no. just sucking yeah. all the time on hard candy. Yeah. And I was like, you are right, Carson. <laughs> Leave it to an Oaks to come up with that. I guess he's Chris Oaks. So. Yes, yes. Yes. Oh, my gosh. We went to see Chicago this week and uh-huh. April was in it. She was a amazing like amazing that's great Mm -hmm. Um, okay what you want you want yeah so all right so you missed the first trimester when you were so yeah so I think I'm just super thankful for that it being my first pregnancy as well you know that's kind of like a trial and error time of navigating that first trimester um so that was the summer so that was so nice to have that summer just to get you know, understand that. Um, and so then I went back and I was in my second trimester. Yeah. So, so I, the nausea had kind of, yeah. Um, once I hit 12, 14 weeks, it kind of let up. So she was pretty sick. I was. I yeah. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I told David, I said, if I had to teach right now, I don't know how I would do mm-hmm. it. Cause, and so, um, but you know, when I went back, I kind of understood what I needed to do in case it kind of came back. Right. Um, so it was nice to have the summer to ease into it yeah. a little bit. Yeah. It's just amazing how different everyone is, it you is. know, yeah. and, and then different with even pregnancies. Right. My first, yes. my first child, I was very nauseous, mm-hmm. um, first trimester. And so mm-hmm. when I was pregnant with my second child and I didn't get nauseous, I was like, Oh, I've got this in the bag. Yeah. Literally the day of my second trimester, I started, I would wake up and get sick and then I was fine. Mm -hmm. And then my poor friend Trish was just sick from day one to day end. Mm -hmm. So it's just amazing. 
I like how you said like you were getting together your plan. Right. So you knew. So that Absolutely. would be something very important. You know, it bless your heart if you're having to be I sick know. and teach. I know. But then thinking yeah. about what could be something you could do to make yourself feel better during the day and, and coming in planned. Yeah. yeah. So what was difficult about um, being pregnant? I would say the fatigue. Mm -hmm. I was really tired. No amount of sleep could keep me from being so tired. Um, brain fog. Also, mm -hmm. I had quite a bit of brain fog. Um, and just trying to keep up with just all the needs that I, you know, require as a teacher, just from admin and the students. And um, so just a lot of grace within myself and not laying down my piece, not stressing about it, but mm -hmm. just lots of reminders, leaning on my team, you know, remember we need to get that in, you know, and yeah. they really kind of supported me during that time. But I would say being so tired and brain fog. Yeah. Um, well, you are growing a human. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> when, exactly. You, when you're having a baby, that's a pretty big deal. Definitely. Yeah. 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 So how did you deal with the fatigue and um, so I had great advice from one of my friends who said, keep a pair of slippers under your um, desk. Yeah. Which I love that. I didn't use them a whole lot, mm -hmm. but just in case your feet were sore, you know, and just trying to like be cozy. I would try and dress really comfortable. This isn't the season to like, look, you know? <laughs> um, and so on Sunday I was just really adamant about your priorities shift, mm -hmm. you know, and my health, the baby's health was number one. And so on Sunday I would just prep, you know, a couple gallons of purified water mm -hmm. because I didn't want to just drink the water at school. Right. You know? Um, so purified water, all my snacks for the week and just how I was feeling. Cause it's week by week, you feel different. Mm -hmm. So that Sunday, how, how am I feeling today? I'm probably going to feel like that this week. So if I was nauseous, the things I needed for that. Mm -hmm. And so I would just pack all that up and David would put it in my car and then I would put it in my classroom and have it for the whole week. So mm -hmm. I wasn't stressing on finding saltines or needing water or whatever. I just had it. Um, and so I did that. And then also I was kind of talking to Kim last night about this is not the season to try and be like teacher of the year, mm -hmm. you know, of course you can still be a great teacher. Absolutely. Um, but this just let let yourself just sit back, rely on your team. And this mm -hmm. is not the season to try and make new literacy centers. Yeah. Or, you know, use what you have, rely mm -hmm. on your class mom, use your parents, use your team. Um, and so I just went week by week and just tried to prep as much as I could. And then I just relied on my team. And probably just really me. work on strengthening what you have in your having your bag already, Absolutely. you know, not yeah. use what you have. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. This is not the time where you're taking extra webinars and exactly. reading extra books. Yeah. You need to be resting yeah. Yeah. or yeah. reading a baby book. Yes. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. So just, yeah, just use what you have and just take it a week at a time. Yeah. And knowing that that is okay. Mm -hmm. Yes, Absolutely. it is. Mm -hmm. And she had great things. Mm -hmm. She's always creating great things, but right. she had right. a lot of really good materials mm -hmm. that she's had created mm -hmm. and had ready for them. So she could pull those centers out. Right. And just, just, it's okay if the, she didn't have these kids last year. Right. They haven't seen these yeah. centers. Yeah. The other thing she was talking about was she and I talked about was, um, when you're at school, you're at school 110%. Mm -hmm. But then when you leave, mm -hmm. 
you focus on taking care of yourself and your baby. Talk yeah. about that for a minute. Yeah. So like I kind of treated work as like my workout <laughs> um, <laughs> and like getting my steps in because mm-hmm. as a kindergarten teacher, you never sit down. Right. Um, and so just those days when I was just tired, I was just thinking, oh, this is, this is getting my steps in, you know? And so at work, I focused on movement mm-hmm. and um, drinking plenty of water. Um, so then when I got my car, I could take a deep breath and like, I told Kim and my husband I could be pregnant. Um, so once I got home, if it was a hot bath, laying on the couch, whatever, mm-hmm. I could be pregnant for the evening. Yeah. Um, and then I'd get up the next day and work was like my workout, getting my steps in, drinking mm-hmm. water, good nutrition. I would pack my breakfast, pack my lunch. And then once I got home, I could eat sweets. And be <laughs> um, so That's good. It's up here. Going. Yeah. You know? So like when I got home, I didn't have to worry about going on a walk around mm-hmm. the block. I didn't have to worry about, oh, I still need to get in 20 more ounces of water. Right. You know? I made sure the school day I drank all my water. I got all my steps in. So then once I got home, I could just relax. That so is great advice. Is, it is really good advice. She also said she left work at work. Mm-hmm. And she Absolutely. said, you know, before she would have been thinking, oh, I need to laminate that tonight at home. Mm-hmm. Or, but she just, she just left Let that be. be at school. Absolutely. And she, she said then, well, tell them what you said about how when you got, we're ready to go back the next day, like knowing that. Yeah. So once I got home, I was almost like, you know, rejuvenating myself mm-hmm. and keeping that stress low is so important while you're pregnant. Absolutely. Um, and so I just knew that time management was so important during the, during the school day and whatever needed to be done would get done, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and that kind of kept me going. So I wasn't overtired or over fatigued, you know, once I got home, if I was trying to run errands and get school done, then there would be no time for rest. Right. So, um, yeah. And I would read, you know, a baby book instead mm-hmm. of a school book or journal about the baby instead of school, you know? So, um, I tried to balance that mm-hmm. and that actually is helping me now with that work-life balance. I'm kind of carrying some of that over. That so. is great. Yeah. She's yeah, very crunchy. This one, very <laughs> crunchy, extra crunchy, extra <laughs> crunchy. And she's very, she did a really good job with nutrition mm-hmm. and, and still does. And I think that's one, if your nutrition is good, yeah, you feel absolutely. better, mm-hmm. your body feels better. And because the baby's going to take what he needs. Right. They, 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 and leave you the leftovers. Yeah. <laughs> so she was really good about mm-hmm. that too, taking care of herself. I think that was just so wise for you to do really focus your attention on work. Yeah. Focus your attention on you. Mm-hmm. And then. I'm sure it brought you more joy in both places. It did. So when you were at school, you were, you know, I'm ready. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm refreshed. Mm-hmm. And then at home, mm-hmm. I'm just, I get to be cozy. Yeah, you know? absolutely. It mm-hmm. did. Yeah. Yeah. And just a cl- like classroom management that I think is just great, no matter if you're pregnant or not, but just helping those kids be so independent mm-hmm. with their materials. And so I tried to, even more than I would before I knew I'm going to be pregnant. I'm going to need these kids to know how to, you know, pick up after themselves (laughs) and put their dry erase marker back in the slot. It's supposed to go. Mm -hmm. And so I really tried to focus on that um, independence with their materials and supplies and their cubby. And so then later on when I was extra tired, you know, at 37, that's off your plate, they've got it handled. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, 
And so they really took on to that and they were, they were proud of their space. So that helped yeah. a lot. But towards the end, I was wheeling around in my chair. <laughs> <laughs> well, you were 37 weeks. You taught right up to 39 weeks. She taught that day and said, I think I'm not going to go to school tomorrow. Yeah. And then, the next day was my due date. Yes. Yeah. And I said, if he doesn't come tonight, I don't think Back yeah, and, and yeah. she ate her. Um, I I got acupuncture that night. Oh yeah, she did. And then I ate um, hot wings. Hot wings. <laughs> and boom, you had a baby. <laughs> yeah, on his due date. Oh, on his due date. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. yeah. Okay, what advice do you have to give um, others about preparing for a long term sub? Mm-hmm. And, and well, we'll do that first. And okay. Then yeah. I could talk about this for days. Um, <laughs> but I know it's very helpful when you know you're going to need one and you might have a lot of connections to those who want a long-term sub position. Mm-hmm. I did not have that, which is okay. It's not necessarily your job to find the sub, right? right? It's your principal's job and admin's job. But um, I think if, um, you do know of people, you might feel more comfortable allowing someone mm-hmm. else in your room for that amount of time. Yeah. It's um, different than just, I'm sick for a week yeah, or whatever. Yeah. yeah. It's different than just a regular mm-hmm. sub. Right. Um, so I tried to prepare, so we use Google drive. And so I did a folder of just maternity leave with, okay. um, an example of my lesson plans, um, an example of sub plans that I leave mm-hmm. all my literacy centers, um, just a bunch of different materials and things I would use. And in case something gets ripped up, like their little cubby name oh. that falls off and she needs a new one mm-hmm. or blank ones. She got a new a student, student while I was gone. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just tossed all that into a folder for her so she can open it up and have all of that. Um, I prepared my students as well, kind of talking to them every day about expectations. I left like non-negotiables for behavior, non-negotiables oh. for academics, for the sub in the folder. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was very academic based. That's just where I'm at all the time. Well, as you need to be. And I was a little naive to the space. Mm-hmm. Um, we all really take pride into our classrooms mm-hmm. and we take forever setting them up and we spend our summers in there. Yes. You know? And so I wasn't I think I could have been more upfront in how I might leave my classroom Mm -hmm. or my expectations with my materials. Mm -hmm. So my advice is create that non-negotiable for your classroom Mm -hmm. as well and your materials. And you suggest, Kim, you suggested a checklist, Mm -hmm. which I think is awesome on what I would do every day, like wipe the tables, um, how their baskets of supplies need to look mm-hmm. at the end of the day, you know, maybe a picture of, yeah, you that know. would be a good idea or just little things. Like if I saw their coat on the floor, I would ask them to go pick it up mm-hmm. and put it back in their cubby, you know? Yeah. Um, so I think I would have been more upfront with that. And um, that's more, it, it's more than just keeping their room nice and neat. It's mm-hmm. about taking care having the kids be independent and taking care of their things. Right. Right. It's mm-hmm. and continuing that what I've, what I've already created. Right. Um, and so I think my advice would be if you, you know, if you treasure certain things or if you've worked really hard on some things, mm-hmm. maybe take those home 
um, if you don't think the kids are going to need it while you're gone. Or I actually received advice on zip tying some cabinets closed. Oh. And I didn't do that. I, I think I was naive there. Um, and I wish I would have mm-hmm. maybe um, not so much of a free for all. Because I think if you're not the one that's created that space and put in that, or maybe you're not a certified teacher and you've never really been in the classroom mm-hmm. long term, you don't realize those 200 pencils need to last years. Yes. You know, um, they so could either maybe, last a week or yeah, they could last maybe not giving yeah. them a new pencil every day. Right. You know, and so I think I would have gone over that more, but um, I definitely tried to set up the academics on um, what my expectations would be for my kids mm-hmm. by the end of the year. Um, I sent home a letter to my parents, okay, uh, letting them know when I would be on leave mm-hmm. and um, introducing who would be in my classroom. Um, but I did take FMLA. Okay. So, you know, there are laws around that that kind of protect you with work and your employer being able to reach out or what they require. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was willing to help if I needed to, right. of course, but that looked a little bit different in regards of them needing me on leave. They couldn't really reach out. Mm-hmm. They could reach out about my well being, but okay. they couldn't necessarily reach out and ask a question about work. Um, it's That's interesting. FMLA I did not law. Yeah. I don't know if everyone follows those guidelines mm-hmm. necessarily, but you do have them to fall back on if you exactly. are using. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So my principal actually brought that to my attention and said, Hey, look, you know, you are taking FMLA. I don't want you to think I'm leaving you out of the loop. Mm-hmm. You know, if I'm not reaching out, you know, and I just say, how are you doing instead? You know? Um, so it was my decision to kind of leave everything up to my sub. Mm-hmm. I really wanted to cherish my maternity leave with river and I didn't want to really have to do much on the work side of things. Mm -hmm. So um, my principal said, you can do lesson plans if you want. You don't have to. So I left that up to myself to do Mm -hmm. the lesson plans. I left her an example of what I did. And, you know, she had the curriculum. Yeah. Um, So people, other people teaching the, you know, your team. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, And so I kind of gave that Give that up, which I know would be hard for a lot of teachers. Yes. It would be, mm-hmm. but they have CKLA, okay. so they have a really, mm-hmm. a really clear curriculum to yeah. follow. Right? The pacing is really mm-hmm. good. Did she come and spend any time with you? She spent a very short amount of time. So I would suggest if you're able, have that sub spend more, yeah. maybe a week mm-hmm. with you, able to see every part of your day. Yeah. Um, and every day. Yeah. Cause every day, every day looks, looks different. different. Yeah. yeah. So she didn't spend very long. And actually I had just, I had another sub for the first part, like for the first week until she had all of her certification or whatever she had to do done. So, and then she came in. Oh, so, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think I love that you communicated with your parents and, mm-hmm. and I encourage a teacher of any grade mm-hmm. um, to be communicating with parents. I mean, even if you're teaching seniors and you're going to be out mm-hmm. six weeks, absolutely, it would be, I think it would, I would appreciate that with my junior high child, you know, yeah. mm-hmm. knowing that you'll be out. And then what is the plan, the yeah. plan for communication, the plan for academics. Yeah. And I laid that all out mm-hmm. on how they could reach the sub and, they had questions who to call, you know. Um, and so my 
my families are excited for me and they yeah. are fine, of course, mm-hmm. but just out of respect for them, I sent that home a letter. So, um, yeah, so I chose to kind of step back and really take in my maternity leave. And I still read the weekly memo because I still mm-hmm. wanted to be, you know, I right. was returning. So I couldn't just return mm-hmm. with not reading the week because our weekly memos have a lot of information in them. So I still that did that. And I checked my email like once a week. But other than that, I, I left and she took care of her baby. Yeah, and my baby. Man, I'm yeah. so, I'm so jealous because <laughs> you really set great boundaries for yourself. You know, I, I love that. I just checked my email once a week, yeah. or, you know, mm-hmm. and that would be good. Right. You know, if you do, if you do have control issues like me, then that would be very important for you to set up boundaries and stick to them. Yeah, absolutely. And she, so. she's really good at that in mm-hmm. all aspects of her life. She's a very intuitive teacher and involved and, she has goals for her kids. And so she works really hard mm-hmm. while she's at school. Mm-hmm. And I bet that was hard Absolutely. to leave. It them. was. Yeah. And I think what was hard for when I was due, I was due in February. So I couldn't finish out the year. I don't know what would be harder if, you know, not starting the year out and then going oh, and then that beginning of the year procedures and classroom management is so important. Mm-hmm. So I don't know, but um, I went back in May for just two weeks um, my FMLA was up and I just decided I wanted to go back yeah. and say bye to my kids mm-hmm. and pack up my own classroom. So, um, I didn't have that end of the year, like, you know, reflection of where are they ending up, you mm-hmm. know, based on my teaching. So I think that was a little difficult. That was but, hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think if you are a teacher and you will be missing the first few weeks of school, mm-hmm. My recommendation to you would just to be start off like it's the first day of school when you when you begin. Yes, because you know you're in control the rest of the the year, and they need to learn how you're running the ship. So that that would be difficult. Yeah. And so I think walking in with your expectations of knowing that it will not be running like you want it to be run, mm-hmm. and even upon reentry, you know. Yeah. Just, knowing that it's not going to be as smooth as I wanted it to. They may not be as far along and then do a good reset. But we can get there. We can get there. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. And I just, um, relying on your team, Mm -hmm. um, as well, like, you know, they were so gracious to say, you know, whatever your sub needs, we're willing to help her out and, and give her what she needs. So. She works at a really great school. I yeah, do. I do. I'm, I'm just thinking about all these teachers who don't have a good team. You know, I just feel so sorry for them. You have to really advocate for yourself mm-hmm. and, and encouraging the sub to advocate for themselves. You know, because even if the team is not strong, right? She or, that sub, she or he can advocate to the administrator, and then the administrator can get the team to support mm-hmm. her. Absolutely. Him. Yeah, because it is hard to come in and just on a team teach I mean right. intimidating mm-hmm. personalities you know? and, and knowledge they have a lot on their plate and yeah. so I mean it's not necessarily their job you mm-hmm. know and so yeah I can see how that would be hard yeah. uh, but it's funny um I would send pictures to my mom every day when you're pregnant um people just leave you stuff all the time <laughs> I would show up my desk I would have you know Reese's pieces oh and, um and it's just so sweet what people would leave some chapstick or Aww. a Starbucks drink oh, yeah that's so, very thoughtful so, um 
I don't know. I guess people think pregnant women need a lot of sweets. I think if I would have eaten everything that was left, I would have definitely had diabetes. I didn't. I just remember I was in Helena and I was climbing a ladder to hang something up. And one of my favorite people in the world, Betty Willis, she walked in and she said, get off that ladder. I was like, I'm okay. It's not even a big ladder. She said, pregnant women do not climb ladders. You know? like, okay. But somebody's tying this chart up. It's, it can be pretty fun being pregnant in a school. Mm-hmm. The kids are so sweet. And then you walk down the hall and people are just like, you look great today. Yeah. I'm like, you're just walking a runway. Yeah. You know? And so just that boost mm-hmm. helps you make it through the day as well. And the yeah. care, yeah. I, you know, especially yeah. from the kiddos, they, yeah. it's, it's an amazing, I mean, it is an amazing thing that happens to us as humans and for them to get to experience it yeah. is precious. Did you take River back? To show them? No, I haven't yet. I might at our Christmas party because it's after school. Yeah. Um, I was just so nervous about RSV. Yeah. You mm-hmm. know, I don't mind being you. in a school. Who it's risky? It is oh, a petri dish. It is a petri dish. But mm-hmm. if you are working with a teacher friend that's expecting, um, boost her up with words and, mm-hmm. and little treats. That yeah. Helps Maybe lot. fruit. Yeah, fruit. Let's try some fruit. <laughs> yeah, some nuts. Yeah. Some flavored water. Yeah. 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 So what was it like so that going back? Mm-hmm. I know you went back for two weeks. Yeah. Yeah. But then you had the whole summer. With right. Him. That was so good. It was so good. Yeah. So he's, he was on, almost six months. He was six months. When yeah. So I'm very thankful for the timing. If I, I want to do it the same way with my next, but yeah. you know, I'm not in control there, but um, yeah, so he was due in February. And so I got my maternity leave. I went back for two weeks in May and then I had all summer with him. Mm-hmm. And so the two weeks my mom came to visit, um, and she watched him and I went back and that was a yeah. little stressful to mm-hmm. be honest. Um, I loved seeing the kids, but, um, it was hard walking into a room that you had not been in and you just let, you know, mm-hmm. it's kind of like randomly putting your house up to be an Airbnb. I think oh. and then coming back and they didn't maybe do what you would have done, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. again, with the non-negotiables on my expectations for the classroom, I think I would have been more, mm-hmm. but yeah, so I went back for two weeks and I just had a blast with the kids. Mm-hmm. We just did all the end of the year stuff. Yeah. And a great time to re-enter. Yeah. I almost mm-hmm. got the sweet spot. Like yeah. it was just great. We had so much fun together mm-hmm. and I just loved on them and I got to pack up my classroom and then I had the whole summer with my yeah. friend. Yeah. So going back in August, um, I had already created some of that balance, um, when I was pregnant mm-hmm. of the work-life balance. Um, and so I think I'm still carrying some of that with me or trying to at least, mm-hmm. um, getting home is about me and my family and it can wait and really relying on my parents and my class mom and my mm-hmm. team and that time management is so important. Um, so you really I, max out your day at school. I'm pumping as well. So, mm-hmm. Oh, because, <laughs> as Kim told you, I my story about yeah. So, listeners, I I I tried my best to do that breastfeeding stuff, and Kim and I had desks right beside each other. And when you walked into our room, you would see Kim's desk and then my desk. And so I would crawl under my desk 
and Kim would kind of be my guard. <laughs> and oh, that sound. We will never get that yeah. sound back. <laughs> oh man, the memories. The terrible memories. <laughs> but we would laugh. We, we would laugh a lot. So that's a whole venture of itself. It's just a lot. I mean, it, it's honestly, to me, it's harder postpartum than it was pregnant mm-hmm. uh, because I'm just having to manage it all. Mm-hmm. Taking up the daycare, working, pumping while at work, still having a planning while pumping, um, being honest and upfront with my admin on what I need and them allowing me time to pump um, and then just the evening as yeah. a mom. You know, um, but my principal has been so accommodating and great and understanding. Um, and so they've, they've allowed me to have my time and what I need. And so that's been good. It's beautiful. Uh, yeah. So this girl goes, she I goes, go. I go. she goes, yeah, goes, I'm like my goes. mother-in-law. <laughs> she goes, yeah. goes, goes. And, and I have a wonderful husband. Mm-hmm. You do. And it really helps out in the evenings mm-hmm. and we have our system and, it's just that Monday through Friday, just, you've got to have a system. Down. Yeah, you know, absolutely. You know that with boys mm-hmm. and getting to school and, and all the things. So, yeah. um, and I think again, you have to, you have to advocate for yourself and you don't need to feel sorry. You know, this is mm-hmm. how I'm meeting my child because there are PLCs, you know, I have to leave 10 minutes early mm-hmm. to go pump mm-hmm. and that's not always easy, yeah. you know, just feeling bad that I'm having to do that and I shouldn't feel bad. Right. No. Um, or just having to say, I need to go, mm-hmm. you know, you have to speak up or, um, you know, we're having inside recess and I pump during inside recess. Mm-hmm. It's raining outside. Um, so I just had to text my principal and say, Hey, I'll need coverage yeah. for 15 minutes. It's inside recess, you know? Um, and so that's not easy, mm-hmm. you know? And yeah. so, you know, what if she's in a meeting, nobody comes, what do you do? So, you know, I've swung out my door before and found a parent. Oh, yeah. Please. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you really have to speak up yeah. and, and not feel sorry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And not only at school, but at home. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, Absolutely. it's really big, mm-hmm. yeah. especially, you know, thinking about, when you're getting your systems down mm-hmm. and then if you have multiple kids, mm-hmm. you know, advocating yourself, not if you know, if you have a spouse or mm-hmm. somebody living with you and then with your other children, mm-hmm. you know, saying I, you know, one thing that would really help us as a family is if you'll pick up your clothes out of the floor, yeah. <laughs> you know, like, you know, I'm saying it in a certain time, yeah. but you know, yeah. like, this is very important right. to, you know, sometimes I'll tell my, my own children, mm-hmm. this is the way my brain will only really think smoothly if the kitchen counter is cleaned off. Right. So can you help me do that? Mm-hmm. Or no, or something like that. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely expressing your needs mm-hmm. and what's gonna, you know, be the main priority during that season. Definitely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've been reading Atlas of the Heart by Brene Brown. So good. Golly people. <laughs> if there's one book besides the Bible, you should read it. It's it this one. So good. But she talks about expectations and how we do stealth expectations. Mm-hmm. And so those are un, unvoiced expectations yes. and sometimes unexamined. And so 
and I realize this about myself, I have tons of unvoiced expectations. I just hope things will work out that way and I want them to work out, but I'm never saying it to my kids or my husband. And then you get mad. Yeah. But we also do it with students too. You know, we'll be a little bit frustrated and it's like, I just expected you to do it. I didn't say. Absolutely. And so that is very important to do. Renee says her husband asked her, Mm -hmm. what, what, were your expectations for this? Because what she was expecting was never going to happen. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we have these expectations. They're very lofty. Yeah. And especially as teachers, we do. Oh, and as yeah. moms. Yeah. Yeah. And we think it's going to work out a certain way. And, and we may need to re-examine those yeah. expectations. And a lot of times when you say them out loud, you'll realize there's, that's not appropriate expectations, Mm -hmm. you know, either for them, their age or for myself, Mm -hmm. because sometimes I will set such lofty goals in my mind. And if I say it out loud, there's no way I could do that. Mm -hmm. Um, But just very important to, to examine them and to communicate them because no matter what, we will get frustrated if our expectations are not met. Mm -hmm. We will. And thinking about the expectations that need to happen at that moment in order to continue on. Mm -hmm. That's my challenge is I'll see things that need to be done, but I'm like, I can wait till Sunday. It's Mm -hmm. Tuesday. Right. So what needs to happen tonight Mm -hmm. in order for our morning to go smooth and for us to make it through the evening. You don't have to conquer all the days in one. Mm -hmm. And then that makes it more manageable. Mm -hmm. So, so, you know, those of you who are stressing about getting all your meals together, right. I think about, do I have dinner or uh, do I have breakfast and lunch somewhat planned out? Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. David helps cook a lot. He does. He? Yeah. He, he likes to cook. He does a lot of the dinners now. Um, that just helps me out and it gives me time with River because mm-hmm. um, that daycare um, transitions. A little difficult. Yeah. Um, but I love working as well. Mm-hmm. So there's, there's balance. Yeah. There. Um, and then he washed. So we actually discussed this, um, while I was pregnant, like what, what would it look like? And it, it shifts, it changes, mm-hmm. right. Um, from being at home and then going back to work and then just his needs as he's getting older. But, um, what I expected from him to how to help and, and vice versa, you know? So yeah, he does cook a lot of the meals and then he washes the bottles and the pop parts. Okay. Um, and then I was actually telling Kim, I'll go in to nurse him before bed and we just leave everything after dinner. Cause you know, it's bath, and right. All the things. And I'll come back out and he's cleaned it all up. Mm-hmm. And I'm so proud of him. And oh, I'm, I, I just am so proud of my mm-hmm. son and, and equally shocked. <laughs> Because I raised him. <laughs> well, he's really been focusing on our marriage and, and postpartum and trying to he's so be a leader good. in that way. Mm-hmm. Um, and so once I've nursed River and put him down for bed, if I have to come back out and clean up the whole kitchen, when are we going to have our time? Right. You know? And what so, about your no phone thing in the evening? Yeah. So dinner, we try and do no, no phones at dinner for sure. Um, and then when we go to bed, we try not to have our phones. Mm-hmm. We read, we both have books we're always reading. Okay. Um, and That's so beautiful. that was David's initiative with that. Yeah. So yeah. he's, he's very anti-social media. Yes. Mm-hmm. yes. Technology. Yeah. I mean, he has to have it for work. 
unless it's ball. Unless it's a ball game. (laughs) They don't do TV. He doesn't. He doesn't watch TV. He watches. He looks at books and he plays and talks and he watches ball on Saturday. On set, yeah. No. And he can call the hogs. <laughs> How sweet. How sweet. He definitely knows that the postpartum can be very challenging mm-hmm. on the So I'm um, very thankful to be on my Absolutely. She you can't read listeners, you can't see her. <laughs> Does she look like she had a baby? No, ma'am. So I said, Lexi, are you working out? Because she's so fit. And she's like, no, I need to get back to it. And then yesterday, she's got River, and she's doing squats with them and raising them up. And I said, do not tell me again that you're not working out. You work out all day long. My 20-pound medicine ball. Oh, goodness. Well, Lexi, is there anything else you can think of that you think would be great advice or just good, just good things for people to hear that. Um, I think we covered most of it. Just don't lay down your piece and know there's a season for everything mm-hmm. and um, use the help you have. Yeah. And enjoy your time with your baby mm-hmm. take that maternity leave and, and really enjoy it. Cause you so, will never get that back. You'll never get it back. I did actually, I remember one thing I did create a sub tub for my sub okay. in case she was going to get sick and had to be gone. I was like, oh, oh. I can't imagine a sub on top of a sub. You know, I didn't want her to have to worry about that. So I created a sub tub that my team could pull from. And she was gone several times. Okay. And I had to use it. So Ooh, that's, that's a good idea. That. Yeah. yeah. A sub yeah. for the sub. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Right. And I had a sub binder with, you know, the lineup order and emergency procedures. So she mm-hmm. could, then the sub could have a sub for the sub. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> oh, man. So much of your advice is not. I mean, it is good for everyone to hear. Yeah. It's really for all yeah. things. I yeah. love the point that you brought just a season, you know, to mm-hmm. view it because Absolutely. that will be throughout our whole lives. Absolutely. Yeah. Seasons. It will. Oh, thank it will. You, so do you see why I love her? Yes. <laughs> At, uh, just so much so. You're so thoughtful. And it's, so you, thoughtful. You're, you're my favorite word for a teacher, intentional. Oh, she you. is. Thank she you. is intentional so and she's thoughtful and her child, her students in her class take on her personality. As they that always they do. do. They do. They're kind mm-hmm. and they're yeah. thoughtful. They feed she, this soft-spoken way that she is, mm-hmm. that's how she is all the time. And and you yeah. can manage a classroom like that. Well, thank you. you. Yeah, yeah, I can. Yeah, I, I don't know. David says I get a little spicy, a little nanny in me, a little nanny <laughs> little po. Little nanny and, po every uh, now and then. But that's a good thing mm-hmm. when yeah. it's necessary. But, yeah, I try and manage I think even killed. You are even killed. But I think what he's talking about is advocating for yourself Absolutely. and others. Mm-hmm. And I think yeah, that's something. I'm very something passionate that, about my family and, yes. and those I love. Yes. yes. But you, you modeling, advocating for yourself and then prompting your kiddos to do it. Yeah. I think that's yeah. one of the most important life skills we can teach our students is to yes. advocate. Yeah, that's yeah. true. That's I true. love that. It is very, very so much needed. They're probably going home and their family are like, what? what? <laughs> advocating for your dinner? <laughs> oh, you need to. I just tell my boys, you know, because they seriously have very, um, big feelings mm-hmm. and thoughts about mm-hmm. some things that decisions schools make and teachers make. Oh, that's great. And I will say to them, it, it is uh, just because you are little does not mean you do not have opinions and voices mm-hmm. and you can speak your opinions in a kind way. Mm-hmm. 
and that is okay. Yeah. It is okay. Yeah. I love yeah. that. That's great. Um, and it just, it makes me very proud when I do hear my kids do that, because I think I do not want you to grow up not being able to do this. Mm-hmm. And we can't expect kids to be able to do that when they're adults, if they do not practice it mm-hmm. all throughout their life. Absolutely. I think I did that best with my third child. Oh, aren't we? The third, I mean, just... We just get better. I know. <laughs> you just know what matters more. You do. Yeah, and you practiced on up two more. Yeah. <laughs> and I think because he was dyslexic, had dysgraphia, dyscalculia, um, I think I taught him how to advocate for mm-hmm. his needs better. Yeah. Because with David, we didn't know. We didn't, we just didn't know it was right. back then. And so I think I taught landing better, Mm -hmm. but you have to be able to advocate for what you need as an individual and in your friendships, in your, you know, romantic relationships, in your workplace, it just matters in every area. It does. Mm -hmm. Brene Brown said, and I think it was in this book that she taught her children to put their little hands together and this is your light and you don't want people in your life who are going to blow out your life. Mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah. I, read that. yeah. I know. And if they, what you want is a friend who's going to put their hand over your light and protect your life. Mm-hmm. Man, teaching our kids to do that. Powerful. Powerful. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Well, well I think we this- got some profound information <laughs> coming out. We did. <laughs> Oh, man. All right, listeners, just as always, we thank you so much for listening. Thank you for coming and joining us this time and learning from my sweet Lexi. Please share this podcast with others. We know this is an interesting topic for teachers because we have babies. It happens. And it happens. And daddies have babies, too, and they probably need the same uh, we hope you have, we hope to help as many people as we can and just be sure to click and like and, and share with us yeah thank you so much see you next time Bye.